Hi, I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. Join me every Wednesday for open, honest, and real conversations about change, transformation, and resilience to inspire and empower you. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find verified wellness professionals and holistic health resources at HealingWays. That's HealingWaze.com. Hey friends, thanks for joining me today. It's kind of a miracle that I've gotten this episode out. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know that I've moved over the weekend. And during that move, Daphne got sick and I had family visiting from out of town, which was lovely, but I, you know, just added an extra layer. It's been crazy. And speaking of crazy, this episode is a little crazy. Heather is my guest today. Heather Phillips is a longtime friend, and it's a friendship that blossomed through shared struggle. Do you have relationships like that? Sometimes they can be unhealthy, but this one was super important for Heather and I, and it helped us get through a pretty challenging time. Starting almost 10 years ago and lasting up until maybe just a couple years ago, she and I endured some major mama heartache together on an almost daily basis while we watched our teenage sons go down some very bad paths together and separately. And during that time, we came together and she also became a client of mine when I was a massage therapist. I got to learn a lot about Heather and she quickly became one of my favorite people. She's recently an empty nester trying to figure out her own new normal. And you get to listen to us picking up where we left off before everything was shut down in March of 2020. Heather was the very last person that I had a coffee date with right before all our lives changed in what seemed an instant. I've been waiting to have this conversation for a long time. Over this last 18 months or so, like many of us, Heather has made some huge changes in her own life with weight loss surgery top of the list. I've watched her struggle with her weight over the years, but in spite of her size, she continued to pursue her love of fitness. She came across and still does come across as someone with this, this massive light and energy, courage and confidence. She even created a platform for showing bigger bodies that they belong in the fitness world. Heather's been an inspiration to me and so many others over the years, even when she wasn't feeling inspiring herself. In fact, in this episode, you'll learn a little bit about her mental health challenges, self-love, and how she's working to overcome negative thinking. And now, she says, she does truly love herself and her life. This is something I hope all of you can say about yourselves, no matter what society tells us about the way we're supposed to look or act. And if not today, someday. Keep loving yourself. Keep trying to love yourself. Keep on the wellness journey. After listening, I highly recommend you follow Heather on Instagram at fitness in the big world. Enjoy. Heather, thanks for being here, first of all. So excited. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> all right. You know, I set this up just so I could actually talk to you because I've been wanting to talk to you for a year. Yeah, no, for time. sure. When so. you put the, the spots out, I was like, Durr. I know, I was, I was like, come on, Heather, come on, come on. I, I know, I do, I have so much to say, but um, it's so many broad topics, right? Uh-huh. How do you? Yeah. Well, we're going to try to narrow it down. But first of all, we're going to start with the easy questions. All right. What is one of the most embarrassing things you've ever done? Oh my gosh, it's, okay. So, you know the song, uh, choke me in the shallow water uh-huh, before uh-huh. I get too deep. Okay. 
I'm on a stage singing karaoke. It's, it was actually a place where you, it's a stage. Okay. It's a stage. I'm on it. I don't know this, but my zipper is down the oh. whole entire song. <laughs> my zipper is down. Okay. And I don't know my zipper's down until I get off stage. I also don't know that while I'm singing, choke me in the shallow water. My husband is actually choking on a baked potato in the audience and getting the Heimlich and is literally like having his life safe, right? Oh my God. I get off the stage and I am pissed that he doesn't get my attention to tell me to zip my zipper up. So needless to say, we asked for our bill and left right away and we will never, we can never go back because I've got my zipper down. He's choking to death. I'm mad because he hasn't helped me, you know, and I'm just out there just choke us in the shallow water. So it's all oldie but goodie story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I knew it was going to be a good one because yeah. I, I, I've heard several of your stories and this one's a new one. <laughs> yeah. And actually that's an old one. So great. I I just know that it was a really embarrassing moment for both of us. One, uh-huh. because he was almost dying. And uh-huh. just for me, because I, I literally am my wife that's like, well, why? You don't have time to die. I need you to fix this zipper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Heather. Oh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of songs. <laughs> yeah. What song describes your life right now in this? Mm. Okay. So I definitely have like a million is it my song that describes my life or is it more my mood? So it would be anywhere from Eminem, I am, whatever I say I am, or um, the Disturbia version of Sounds of Silence. So it's like, hello, darkness, my old friend. Okay. <laughs> you come to visit me again. So those are both songs that are giving me life. Right now, this week. Okay. Yes. Interesting. All right. We're going to touch on that more later. Okay. So I know that you love to travel. Um, I do. It's one of your hobbies, I would say, for sure. Yes. When was the, where was the last place that you visited? Okay. Well, I literally just flew in from Arizona yesterday. So yeah, okay. this last weekend I was in Arizona um, soaking up that vitamin D because it is real there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real sunny. Yeah, and then you came back to sunny weather here, so you can just yeah, that was good. And then, and then prior to that, um, in February, um, Jason, my husband, and I went to um, Disney World. You did okay, yeah. And you know why? Because um, for the first time in forty years, I can fit in the rides. Yeah, yeah. Let's that, go there. <laughs> I was gonna say that is the perfect segue. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. So yeah, that was gonna be my next question, actually. That congratulations. Oh, I can't wait to talk uh-huh. more about that because last time I saw you, like I said, right before the pandemic hit, the shutdown, I know that you had finally come to the decision that you were going to get, it's called the vertical sleeve gastrectomy surgery, VSG. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just VSG. Okay. <laughs> or and also just sleeve the sleeve. That's what okay. people call it. Okay. So you were trying to get it. The in- you were working through all the hoops, doing the things you weren't sure you were going back and forth. And then it sounds like you had it done almost like 10 months ago. Yeah. So <laughs> what um, happened? What, how'd it go? So it, it got really crazy because um, Jason switched jobs. So we had new insurance and then we had an interim insurance. And I will tell you that it was, I had surgery July 13th, 2020. 
And I literally did not know I was having surgery up until Friday morning at 10 a.m. That's when the surgery approval finally got approved. And literally, like, I just had to, we just had to plan as if it was happening, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm also was in the middle of trying to sell my house. So Mm -hmm. I had to pack my whole entire house up before I had surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it, it happened and if I can say anything, I wish I would have done this in my twenties, even my thirties. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's wow. exponentially changed my life oh, and not so even good. just in the fun. I get to buy clothes now. Mm-hmm. Like that's one part that's really fun. Yeah. And I think you'll see that with everybody. Like, you know, I've, I've been, I've recently followed lots of accounts and um, that are, you know, about sleeve surgery and stuff, Mm -hmm. because I feel like no matter how much they prepare you, no matter, literally there's great programs. You still don't know until you know Mm -hmm. and experience things for yourself. What are some of the ways it's changed your life? Oh, yeah. So I think the number one thing is just the fact that I don't feel like I'm I you when you're big and overweight extremely like it kind of like, um, what's the word where it like, encloses on you like it almost like it's holding you here. And so just that freeness. And obviously, I've suffered a lot of pain. That's why I even decided to go into this. I mm-hmm. have a left knee that, you know, been working on it for years, yep. have done everything I can do. And because I basically have arthritis in it, there's, you know, the only option was to get weight off. And mm-hmm. so that alone, and it's just so much just wearing a seat, you know, just being comfortable in a car flying on the airplane, forget about it. I was in the middle seat both times. It's still not fun to be in the middle because like it's the middle. Yeah. But you know, to be able to fit and not have to worry about being in other people's space or them like thinking bad things about me. Um, yeah. I mean, and uh, you're like really confident, but I could still, I can still imagine that that would still bring like a level of shame and you, oh, know, you feel the judgment, even as confident as you are. I one time sat on a plane next to a man and convinced myself that he um, didn't want me touching him so badly. I literally made up the story. And so I was like silently crying. He then like, at one point, like maybe three hours into the flight, he was just like, oh my gosh, I'm just like a nervous wreck flying. Um, I, I usually sit in the very front and the aisle seat and he got, I can't even remember the story, but after he told me, I was like, well, you got a lot of nerve to make up this story about this man who literally had had nothing to do with you. And I literally was like, throw yourself off the plane, you know, (laughs) you know, you just, you just don't know because of Sometimes it's because you've heard this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. before. It's not like people haven't, you know, said, oh, you're, you know, you're fat or I've got, I'm sure I have stories. I, I block all of that out. For the most part, like the stories we can tell ourselves, way worse than what's actually happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. moving, being able to get up, like being able to do things. I went camping, like an average person mm-hmm. doesn't think to themselves when they walk into a restaurant, oh, um, there's only high top tables left or there's only booths. Like, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to fit? 
Mm-hmm. Um, what if the chair break? You know, like an average person isn't thinking that. And that's the forefront of how I've lived my life. I actually, my friend tells me my, my lenses have always been about how I'm going to fit or do something or are other people looking at me? Like I need to find a bigger person in the room. I'm like, oh, good. I'm the biggest person in the room. Okay. And it's in my head. It's silent. I, my mom once told me I that she had no idea that I was having one of the worst panic attacks I was ever having. And she was like, oh, you look really cool. I was like, well, in here, it's a, it's death trap. It's so bad. Wow. So I, I guess I can pull it off as yeah. not being afraid, but yeah, definitely years and years. Well, and it's shame. awesome that you're talking more about it now. You've been talking more about it for years. You've been bringing that up to the forefront, not only about yourself, but like other people, helping other people. How much weight have you lost? Um, um, when people do this, they say like my highest weight, my surgery mm-hmm. weight, my current weight, right? Yeah. Goal weight. There's like four things. So if I were to break that down, my highest weight ever, 415. It was right after I had gallbladder surgery. So I probably had some air in me, yeah. you know, because they pump you full. So whatever. That's what my highest weight was. It was ridiculous. My surgery weight was 365. And then I'm currently at this morning, that scale said 273. So yeah, I, I mean, I've lost a hundred over a hundred pounds. Um, yes. It's my second, second time doing that, but this time way easier than the first. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. I w- didn't ever go into surgery with a goal weight. Yeah. I knew from uh, some testing and stuff that I've done throughout the years, you know, mm-hmm. all the gimmicks and all the whatnot. Um, but I did like a body pod where you like go in and it makes you weightless. And so I know from that, that at 213, I'm at about <clears throat> 25% body fat. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm going. I would love to get 213. But honestly, if I don't, I'm already better right like I can't yeah. keep that goal and also like who wouldn't want to be 199 you know I haven't I haven't been that since birth so <laughs> since birth <laughs> <laughs> you know <Your> poor mom <laughs> I know <laughs> or you know even just trying to yeah. get that driver's license wait you right. know the one that's reported <laughs> that one that yeah oh. if my husband ever asks how much I weigh we'll just look at my driver's license <laughs> yeah if you want to see it's I mean I told somebody this <laughs> yeah so I'm doing great I I don't um I did just kind of go through a stall um it was my first one it was disappointing when I look at it on a on a benchmark you know when I when I think about okay my doctor wants me to be here literally in two weeks she wants me to be a, another 20 pounds lighter so clearly that didn't happen for me so that's when you have to go back internally and be like, okay, well, what were you doing? Where did you eat bread? Did you like think you could drink? Did you, you know, what, what is it you're doing? Are you snacking too much? One of the times I went back for a post-op, I just kept thinking in my head, well, I'll just have some cheese every day. I'll just have some cheese. I'll just have a string cheese. We can't, let's not even go there with about how dairy is bad for you. Cause we all know it's not the best thing. Okay. But in my head, it was easy. It was protein. It was a lot of protein sometimes. And then the doctor was like, yeah, but um, maybe you should look at the calories that you're taking in from cheese. And I was like, okay, new plan. No cheese. Some cheese. <laughs> Some cheese. But yeah, like you just, you know, you, these habits don't go away. 
Mm-hmm. They're still here. It, it, it's just a lot easier to control them because what the sleeve does is it, we should probably say that, right? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. Okay, That's so what the sleeve ask. does is it's not the full, you know, um, make you a new stomach. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an in-between step. Um, and it basically just, I mean, let's say your stomach is this big. They just mm-hmm. go in and cut all that off. And now your stomach's, you know, a pouch. You have a little pouch and um, you can only, you know, take so much in that pouch and you don't want to stretch it out mm-hmm. um, because what would be the point in gaining all your weight back? I don't know how people get there. I know they get there, but I don't know how. I don't know if they're willing to take the physical pain. I myself have pushed it two times. One time I decided that mozzarella sticks fell under the mushy food. Uh-huh. Because it's smushy, right? <laughs> no, no. So that was a no-go. Yeah. And then one time I had this Mexican shrimp and steak dish that was just so good that I, I wouldn't stop okay. until I made myself sick. I don't know how people could do that every day, though, because yeah. you can get kind of like a belly ache if you get too full. If, you, if anybody sees me back at 400 pounds, I hope they literally just slap me. And be like, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the plan for you. Yeah, I'm going to give everybody your Instagram account. And they can start following you after they listen. Yeah, just, and and she told you guys, slap her. Yeah. If you see yeah. that happen again, slap her. Um, yeah. What I know about you is you are very ambitious. You're very determined. I think that you're going to succeed. Um, I, don't, I have no doubts. I... I'm glad that you finally got the surgery because, you know, all the time you were going back and forth, back and forth. And I understand why you didn't want to get it before and you can't look back. Yeah. But I just always knew I was like, once you had this, I feel like it was like you're that, that missing link because you've been it was so many things that are quote unquote, right. Right. So we're going to get back into that, but I want to dive, I want to dive deeper and go back in history a little bit, because as much as I know about you, I don't yeah. know a ton about your childhood. And so I kind of want to, yeah. So on this whole self-discovery, learning to love yourself journey, which seems like you have been on since I met you almost 10 years ago, I think. Yeah, definitely 10. Yeah. Um, 2004, it's either 2014 or 13 when I finally was, I should probably like do something like this isn't getting any better. I, and, and honestly, the, the catalyst was my left knee. Um, dragging it around. But, Mm. you know, I'm one of those rare people that are like, no, my childhood was fine. You know, my parents were married. I had older siblings and I had a younger brother and my siblings are so much older than me that they were basically out of the house once I was, I don't even know, 12. Because there's 10 years between me and my oldest sister, seven years between me and my other oldest sister, and then seven years between me and my brother. Oh, wow. So, okay, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. That big a gap. Okay. It was a big gap. Both working parents. Okay. So have you always struggled with your weight, even as a child? So not as a child, but definitely middle school, Okay. high school, you know, did that whole teen mom thing. So that didn't help me. And then from there, it was just a steady gain. Steady up she goes type of thing. Um, <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally. Um, but the work I've done since then, I know now, and 
you know, I just would preface this with like, I don't have any ill feelings towards my parents at all. They did the best they could with what they knew or had mm-hmm. to work with. It was life. It's just what happened. My brother was born um, with cirrhosis of the liver. So he was all, you know, at birth already a heart baby. Mm-hmm. Um, he had surgery on his liver when he was like seven days old. And from that it just got worse, right? Later diagnosed with Asperger's, um, which is autism, but on the, you know, higher scale of it, like high mm-hmm. functioning, ADHD, you know, um, special ed schools his whole life. And honestly, my dad devoted his whole life to helping my brother. My, I mean, that's what it was. And I was, you know, eight, 12, 14, 15, I could take care of myself, like technically, right? Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that underlying ache of not being enough carried me through my whole life. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I was worthless. I wasn't wanted. And, And not because of anything that was said or truly literally just because my brother was so hands on that they couldn't, there was no extra time to deal with, you know, this their normal child, I guess. Right. And my sister slid under the radar. I didn't have a relationship with my sisters when I was younger. I mean, I was a bratty kid sister and I loved them and they loved me. But like, it wasn't until I had a child of my own and and whatnot. And then obviously once our mom got, got sick years ago, um, my relationship with my family just came full center. It was, it was beautiful. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was gonna say now it seems like you have a pretty good relationship with them. Oh yes. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine. I actually haven't hugged them in a year and I'm gearing up, gearing <laughs> up, getting ready for that hug. Nice. So I'm excited Exc- for that. Yeah. So it sounds like, uh, you kind of turn towards food as, mm. you know, kind of a comfort thing. If, is that correct? Do you think? And yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Like when people talk about food and eating when they're bored. Yeah. I think a lot of it for me was I didn't realize how much sports in school kept me more balanced. Right. So once I, you know, had a baby and was at home, I didn't, I'm not running. I'm not volleyballing, <laughs> you know, there's nothing. And so I had literally zero physical fitness in my life. I was exhausted. I liked easy. It was just me and Colby at the time. So like, why can't we just have a pizza? Why can't we just have Burger King? It was just like really easy that way. Mm -hmm. I would definitely call myself a binge eater. I'm not binging purging, right? Not bulimic, whatever. So it's definitely like overeating, binging. One of the things that I find really fascinating with myself though, is that I can binge carrots (laughs) I can binge apples. Like it doesn't have to be something unhealthy. Mm. Like if I wanted it, I would take it to the level that is just really not necessary. Yeah. 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 I can totally relate to that. Well, no wonder why then the sleeve is helping you because it's like forcing you to have that cut off. Yeah. I definitely think, um, you know, Whoever made chips in this, you know, world should have not have made them. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's one of the worst. Uh, yeah, but I did try the Quest chips. Mm-hmm. I know that diet processed foods are not amazing, but I'm telling you, these Quest chips—if you really need them, you got to get in there. 
Okay. I had the taco, taco flavor. Taco Quest chips. All right. Maybe we're going to get a sponsorship from Quest. I'll have to tag them on Instagram. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can relate to all that too. Like being a young single mom. Yeah. We ate pizza a lot. A lot. <laughs> and a lot of just not that great food. Um, yeah. And for me personally, I'm speaking for myself, but yeah, I was, you know, I was lonely. I was a single mom. I come out of a bad relationship. I pro I was probably self-medicating with food even, you know? Yeah. And, and so things just happen. You're right. You're not moving. You have probably hormonal issues and stuff going on that are unaddressed. Or you just have Hashimoto's, but don't find out until you're 30. Or that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, all kinds of fun things. So you're living with that. Um, you eventually did get married, though. You got good. a daughter. You, I picked one up. You just picked one <laughs> up along the way. But the weight continued to just kind of pile on. and Well, I think, like, obviously, for me and my husband, like, one of the main things that we have in common is we're about, to, let's throw down on this food. <laughs> like, what are we getting? What's the new <laughs> yummy dish we're going to get? And also, we're in Portland. So, like, we got to go check out Padna's. We got to go to Mississippi pizza. Like you got to, you know, we got to get out. Yeah. All right. So things are going along. You're probably not feeling awesome about yourself because of the weight, as you can imagine. Um, Although I wouldn't have known that about you when I first met you, when you were probably close to your heaviest. Um, I wouldn't have known that. You still, you still seemed, you know, super confident. Like you said, your motto is live life out loud. And you've been doing that even when probably inside you felt a lot more shame. Somewhere along the line, your mom got real sick. Before marriage. Yeah. Oh, that happened before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so now you and I both like to say we're part of the dead moms club. Yes, we are. And we can smile about that. We can chuckle about it because it is just reality. It is. Um, Sometimes it sucks. How was Mother's Day for you? You know, for years, um, I don't celebrate Mother's Day. Um, you know, my mom died at the, f- the first week of May. It was like Mother's Day that next weekend. Yeah. And no way, you know, like, oh, yeah, you want to celebrate Mother's Day? Well, have a great time. Mine's dead. You know, it just felt so brutal every time. And, and it wasn't until um, just kind of taking my sister's lead about three or four years ago, she said, because it, it was kind of all of us, all of my sisters, like, we just didn't celebrate it anymore. Then my, my oldest sister was, she was reflecting and she was like, wait, I'm a mom. I have kids. My kids want to celebrate me, but I'm bitter towards this holiday. So I think we've, we've all been a lot better about that. Um, this Mother's Day, I was choked up a bit. Um, I, I was out of town. And so, you know, both my kids posted really sappy posts. My love for my children has never been greater than it is right now. I don't know what has changed. Okay. I definitely know what's changed in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say I did it. Um, It's crazy, right? Coming from years ago being like, why would I ever have had kids? You know, I'm not one to like look back because... It definitely shaped my whole entire being, having Colby so young. Mm -hmm. And I just freaking love those kids, man. Oh, do you think a part of it has to do with you loving yourself more? Oh, that's so awesome. I don't know. Maybe. I will um, reflect on that. I kind of like that. Thank you for that truth. I like that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, Yeah, that just came to me. 
Yeah, like I'm more open to it. Also, just, I don't know if we go here real quick, but <laughs> Colby was a very hard son. He was a very hard child. That will be talked about in the introduction, for sure. Okay, <laughs> okay great. And I think that that's, this, that's really where our common ground was, mm-hmm. is that our sons, they call themselves brothers, everyone. Yes. They really do. Um, Alika spent some time with us, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was great. He was great. Yeah, and Colby's gotten his life together. Right. So many stories about that wild one. Yeah, <laughs> both of them. Well, you know, it's funny that you said that about feeling like you love your children more than ever, because right now, you know, Alika's on a good track as well, my son, and uh, he definitely talks about Colby help being a huge catalyst in that. So Colby, if you're listening, which you better be, he's going to be. <laughs> he has so much gratitude towards Colby for all the help. Can you even imagine Colby was in a place to help Alika, like, uh-huh. what happened here? Uh-huh. It's pretty amazing. And it so is. I think I feel kind of the same way. This was the first Mother's Day that I feel like Alika's even acknowledged that it's Mother's Day in a lot, in many, many years. You're right. Like, we've been fortunate because both of our kids aren't bad. Yeah. They're not no, they're good bad people. kids. They're, they're not trying to hurt other people. They just, they both actually suffer from abandonment. Uh-huh. They, you know, both had single moms. So, like, mm-hmm. Yep. I'm so glad they met. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, yeah, they both went off the rails at the same time <laughs> and stayed off the rails for quite some time together. Yes, and things are looking up. So both both our mama hearts are, are feeling better. Yeah, you know, I made it pretty public that I go away for Mother's Day. And yeah. I go and be by myself. And I realized it started around the time my mom died because I was like feeling kind of the same way. There was this level of, like you said, bitterness that's when I started going away for the same reason. So I'm glad that you're, you're kind of starting to celebrate it again. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that I'll ever lose that full. Mm-hmm. Probably not. You know, I can never get it back. And honestly, there are a lot of people that struggle with relationships with their parents. And for me, um, even though obviously when I was a wild child, you know, getting knocked up at, at, 17, you know, living in my own house by the time I was 18. Clearly, I put my parents through some stress there. Mm -hmm. And um, on top of, you know, they had my brother who was so hands on. Mm -hmm. And without my parents, I don't even know what my life would have looked like. My mother was my husband. Like she was my partner. She made sure that, you know, Colby went to school, that he had the appropriate clothing, Um, She would take him so I could go to school at night. She would take him so I could go out on the weekend. And so I was so fortunate. And, you know, once she got sick and obviously Colby then got older. Yeah, it was it was brutal. She was literally my best friend. I called her every day. I literally asked my mom for her opinion on everything I did, everything and anything, even if I didn't listen to it. You know, I still asked her for it. And I literally didn't make decisions on my own until I was 27 years old. That's a long time to like be dependent on somebody. Uh Like I didn't buy toilet paper myself until I was 27 years old. My mom was just one of these weird people who like, if toilet paper was on sale, she would like gobble it up. Oh my God. My mom would have been the toilet paper (laughs) 2020 thief. She would have, guys. She would have. Oh, my God. He would have done it. She would not have been able to handle it. Yeah, so losing my mother changed my whole world. And I can remember thinking there's no way to get through this, but 
You had to. I'm so thankful for my family that's left and my close friends that, you know, literally drug me out of the house from the depths of despair, definitely. So was losing your mom also something that kind of hit you in the face and made you think about? It did, but then it didn't, right? Because I didn't really go on a fitness journey until 2000, I can't remember, it's like 13 or 14. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was still six years, seven years after she had died. So what what did change immediately was I re-met my husband. We had met previously. I actually asked him to marry me like 13 days after we'd gotten back together. Basically, I was like, I, I, I'm not getting any younger and I'm not dating. So either you're going to get married to me or we can just like, so I can do that. 15 years later, this is fit year 15. Nice. Congratulations. Ugh, so crazy. <laughs> so crazy. So yeah, it's like, I wanted to show the world that I could be loved. And so I definitely rushed into a marriage with my husband. Like, you know, I'm not saying 13, 14 days is like the best situation. And it's definitely not all roses. This is not, you know, it's, there's been real rough years. We are in a massive transition right now. Yeah. But I think that was my biggest thing I took away from my mom dying is that I, I needed to show my mom that somebody else would also love me even though she wasn't even here this is my space days right so I like wrote her a little blog that I told her what my new last name was I'm so much better now though like years ago I couldn't even talk about my mom mm-hmm. like I would just be like oh yeah dead mom and mm-hmm. yeah yeah I know that I know that to be true about you what do you think your mom would say to your most recent health transformations yeah. I think she would be happy for me. And I think she too would be like, why didn't we think about this when you were 20? I think she's happy, but also like sad that I limited myself. It's literally just limited beliefs. Like we just yeah. impose them on ourselves. Yeah. Um, well, sort of, but society tells us that oh, psh, the fat is society. ugly. The labels and the words could go on and on. And yeah. I mean, I'm someone that struggled with my weight since I was young. I get it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not all in our head. <laughs> It's not, no. Things that people say and the the things that we see and we read in society tells us that we're not good enough. Yeah. We maybe don't deserve this or that. I mean, you you can't even fit into normal, in quote, clothes or seats or... You got to go to a special store. You got to buy... You have to have a label. You have to be plus size or... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... You're working to help change all that. So other people, other women specifically, but people in general don't have to feel that way anymore. Yeah. Society is changing, thankfully. So I want to talk more about that because you not only started your own fitness journey, but you took it to like the next level. You started (laughs) training others. You became a yoga instructor. Tell me about that. Yeah, of course. It's me. I had to take it too far. That's Uh what I do. So apparently I binge my whole life. It's everything. Live that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Make Live sense. life really, really loud. Yeah. So I went to one Zumba class and that was it. Sold. I never became a Zumba instructor, but um, I was really lucky to meet Nina Farber. And um, she started this amazing group at Encore Performing Arts. And 
we just sweated in those rooms for hours um, every day, every day. And I never did it because I believed in myself. I only did it because others believed in me. And it wasn't until more recently that things that I do now are because I do believe in myself. But initially it wasn't. It was just my friend being like, I think you can do this. You should do this. And I do have a prove it attitude. You know, I do have that a bit. It's more just like that whole everybody telling you in the world, no, you can't do that. And then me just being like, I'm, I'm going to try my hardest to do it. And so that's kind of where that escalated into. And then right before my 40th birthday, just this, you know, universe showed me this Instagram post for a two week, 200 hour yoga immersion. And it was right before my 40th birthday. And I was just, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm going to take two weeks off. I'm going to Hawaii. It's going to be amazing. Somehow I forgot the part where like it was going to actually be hard too. (laughs) (laughs) But that really changed everything for me. Like finding, uh, you know, booty yoga is, is what I took my training in. It's in my soul. I love it. And it's always going to be a part of who I am. Did you ever get pushback because of your size? You know, to be honest, no. One of the things that, what teaching did for me is gave me an outlet because I love to sing, but I'm never trying out for the voice. I'm not, you know, I don't ever, I can't even actually remember lyrics. I just make them up. So, you know, obviously karaoke, it's, it's fine. You can sing. The words are up there. Right. But when, yeah. if the screen got blank, I'd be like, what? I probably know two songs by heart. You'd hum. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, I could hum. Yeah. I would just make them up, make the words. Up. That's what I do. <laughs> But I think for me, that's what fitness gave me. It gave me this little outlet where like, clearly I'm not singing the whole time, but like it's music. You can hear it. You can sing it to yourself. And then there were times where I, you know, blurt out a real quick and, you know, it gave me that feel good endorphins because, you know, I am fortunate that I can hold a tune Mm -hmm. and it feels good. Yeah. When I want something, I do go for it. Right. Like I'm not going to let somebody tell me I can't do it. I'm First of all, in my head, they're still telling me I can't do it. But luckily, I push through, right? I yeah. persevere. You do. Yeah, I always admired that about you. I just assumed that you didn't care what anyone thought. And it seems like you don't <laughs> now, at least. <laughs> I wish we did have this on video. Okay, so you're shaking um, your head. So you were caring what people thought, but you were... Oh, for okay. sure. I I will tell you right now what I like to call level four, which is for me, forties, your give a dams, they're definitely out the door, right? Because I I guess we've just learned, right? We've learned by experience. We know now that it doesn't matter what Sally thinks or Johnny, you know, we don't, we've learned that that most of that story is in our head. We've, we wrote it ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. We can erase it. We can change it. It doesn't have to be the same story. So I definitely don't care as much. I am way more body positive in this current body than I have ever been. I literally do um, love myself. It was hard for me to say that just now. (laughs) Oh, you said it though. I don't, I do ever heard you say that. Oh, that's awesome. I think I've faked it a lot, but I definitely do love myself. I do. You looked at me and you said it. It was strong yeah. and you said it. There was no wavering. So it's stuck with you now. You love yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's, your, that's your other motto. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, 
definitely been pushing it. Yeah. So now you really do have this passion for helping other people. It seems yes. like you've even like you're in videos doing work. Yes. Are you still yes. doing that? So- I am not currently doing that right now. Okay. I am open to anything. I'm accepting and receiving all invitations right now. I definitely got very pigeonholed for a while, right? Like booty yoga was my life, uh, doing it all the time. And I definitely have taken the step back from that and need to see if my path has to go somewhere else. And it's not a goodbye. It's just, you know, I think the governor of Washington calls it a pause. We're going to pause i'm pausing right now You're in a pause oh, it's okay. um just a pause. So, so i hope that you get back to doing that though because i loved watching you just just be you and shine and just say like f yeah. you to body standards it was really really inspiring so i hope it was you continue to do that work <laughs> I'm, tell- I'm cheering myself uh, it, it really you, was you should cheer yourself cheer yourself you need to do it more often because you love yourself Well, and I literally did it because of the boundaries I wanted to push, right? Like, clearly, I'm I'm able to do it. I know that people have watched my video. And I've had many conversations with people about how they see somebody moving in a video, and they think, well, if I can't move like that, then I'm not gonna be good enough. I don't know, like, I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah. And for me, I've always just been like, okay, well, I'm gonna go and do what I can do. And I don't know if just throughout my life, I understood how to move my body. I I don't know. I don't know if it was just something, it's like inherent. It's like in me. Somehow I know what you can do to modify something where you're still getting the benefit of it. I don't know if it's just something that has been always in me and I just now finding it. It's, it's, that's definitely a passion for me. I have done yoga in some weird places like Fremont street in Vegas. Yeah. In Vegas (laughs) on a, on a pier in Rhode Island. Yeah. I mean, I'll do it. I'll stop and do it anywhere. Oh, I love it. What makes you want to do that? Like you just feel in it and you do it and you just do yoga? It's literally the music though. For me, it's mm. all about music. And one of the things that, you know, drove me to Booty was the fact that they are, you know, it's not just this peaceful, it's kind of rowdy mm. and you get primal and you're out there. And I mean, I got to be loud and fitness and inspire. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So clearly you can tell I still have a very big admiration towards it. And I hope that that journey is not over. I just got to see what else is out there for me. So yeah, do you think no matter what type of fitness it is, do you think you'll ever be teaching again? Oh, uh, I struggle. Okay, so okay. I can remember teaching my very last class at, before COVID and not even really knowing, right, that it was going to be my last class. Mm-hmm. And if I was to kick myself about anything, I do wish that I had picked up the online and the Zoom classes and, and at least kept with it once a week, maybe twice. Because I can say I have worked out, you know, six times in the last year, um, maybe seven, okay? It, something happened to me where even though I've always taught group fitness, I want the group. I want the people, Mm -hmm. right? So I couldn't get that. I couldn't get it. 
In my head, I also felt like, well, nobody needs it. There's 7,000 people. I mean, I don't even know the number. It's huge, right? Like how many people went from never online to everybody's online, Mm -hmm. everything's online. So I wish I would have embraced that more. I will never not teach. I'm going to do something. I don't know what though. Like, I don't know what's in store, but like, I know that there's something more. But yeah, no, I'll never not. I'll be out there. I'll be out there. Okay. All right. Is that a promise or a threat? <laughs> it's a, bo- yeah, it's a both. <laughs> it's a both. I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking all inquiries. Please send my way. Do you think you align with me? Then call 1-800. No. Oh, I love talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> Our time is up today. We'll have to do this again before we do say goodbye though. Yes. Do you have any last words of wisdom, oh. you know, especially for the, for people that aren't, struggling to love themselves. You're quite lost in that struggle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that ultimately we all are on our own journey, our own path. The good things that came out of 2020 were, you know who your friends are, you know where your loved ones stand, your convictions for yourself have become strong. I think if anything, I think 2020 taught us to be ourselves more. And I say, let's, let's just keep being ourselves. Like there's no reason where now it's, we're, we're actually in public again and we have to tone it back. Yeah. Just, just keep, keep moving in this, in this new connective world we're trying to build. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Our stories may be different, but we all have one thing in common. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate life on this planet and none of us have it completely figured out. No matter what you're going through in your life, just know that you are never really alone. Come back every Wednesday for more inspiration and connection and follow me on Instagram at the dragonflymama.com so we can stay in touch between episodes. Take care. Thank you.